What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Wednesday, May 6th, 2015. You guys listening to episode 208, and I am finally back home in New York after an insanely long tour. Uh, Happy to be here, happy to be back doing the show on the regularly scheduled Wednesday night, so you guys will get this uh, tonight, Wednesday night, uh, May 6th, or, you know, It'll be there in the morning for you on Thursday uh, anyway. So here we are, 208. Got a great show for you guys. A lot of shit to talk about. Uh, I'm a little fired up too. A little pissed off at something. And you know that always makes for a good uh, a good fucking unsensible rant. That's going to make me seem like a fucking idiot. But sometimes you got to do it. But first, before we get into uh, the show, got to shout out the sponsor, GonzoFame.com. Go to GonzoFame.com. For the best, most in-depth interviews of your favorite comedians today, GonzoFame.com has uh, amazing comedians on the list, and uh, we will go through some of them now for you guys. Um, so if you've never been there, or if you're a comedy geek, which you probably are if you're listening to this podcast, um, you can go to GonzoFame.com and you could read up on... Um, you know, just interviews with comedians, you know, the journey to where they're at now and how they got there, what they're doing, you know, in their careers and stuff. And I actually had the pleasure of working uh, with Dave Gavry over there at Gonzo Fame. And he, uh, you know, he's an up and coming comedian in Chicago. He started this. It was a small site and now it's just blowing up into a big site. But he's got a bunch of people. His latest one, Dave Foley. Um, he's got also uh, Mike uh, Pulaskett. I, I Pulaskak, I, I fucking, I can never say that guy's name, but he's super funny. Also, uh, former porn star Leah Janine, her transition from uh, the adult movie industry to stand-up, which is great. Um, also, uh, he's got uh, C.J. Sullivan on there, and then uh, my buddy Nori Davis, people like Chris Porter, a bunch of my friends, Bartnick, Tommy Davidson, you know, Hannibal Burst is on there, Giannis Pappas, Kyle Kinane, Jeff Ross, Chris Lamberth, all these different guys um, on here uh, that are just hilarious, and, um, you know, it's a great, great website, um, so check out gonzofame.com, I love working with those guys, it's been a while now, and uh, it's been awesome, and it looks like there's going to be some other sponsors coming aboard real soon, so uh, gonzofame.com. Now, uh, the end. we ended the tour with, um, I think the, the shows that I did without uh, the, you know, doing the podcast were uh, the ones that, you know, I did not do yet were um, Lexington. Kentucky and uh, Evansville, Indiana, and uh, I gotta tell you, I loved, loved like my favorite like town to walk around in was Lexington. Um, a because you didn't feel like it was just like you felt like I mean I know the college campus is there, but it was just clean. The people like that's what I gotta say. I I feel like as nice as people were, and people were super nice everywhere. I mean, truly appreciative that um you know, truly appreciative that, like, we came out, like, you know, not, not even just Bill, like, they were just, like, coming up to us going, thank you so much for coming out, it's like, I mean, at the same time, like, were we not gonna, you know, work with our best friends and go on this amazing tour and a bus tour, but, like, people were genuinely thanking us for being there, and it was super nice everywhere that we went, so, um, 
you know, all the cities. I don't want to disrespect any city. I mean, everywhere we were on this tour, people were amazing. But I just felt like Lexington, Kentucky, there was just something like super cool about the people. They really were um, awesome. And, uh, you know, the show there was amazing. One of my favorites, you know, um, if I had to pick, like, I'll be honest, like there were certain places that were just like, every place was amazing, but as a performer, you feel comfortable on certain stages. Like it's the same thing in New York city. Like when you go on stage, there are some clubs in New York city. I hate, I just don't feel good. You just don't settle in. You don't feel comfortable. Even if you're getting laughs and you're having a, a great set and the crowd loves you, you're still like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like when you walk into somebody's house, you're like, oh man, this is cozy. This feels good. I could like see myself living here or I could see myself hanging out here. Or then you go to a house that you're just like, ah, you know what? I'll hang here because my friend lives here. But like, this is definitely not a place for me. It's the same thing when you go on stage. You know, each stage has its own feel. Um, For me on this tour, I would say I liked my favorite shows. I liked as far as stages and all that stuff, feeling comfortable um, I love Knoxville. I mean, my favorite might have been New Orleans, and it was so huge, but it was just like, it was this insane, huge, amazing venue with almost 3,000 people, but like, I just got so comfortable on that stage, had a great time. Knoxville, I loved. Um, there was, was it Huntsville? I don't know, Lexington too. I would say the three that stood out for me that I was like, oh my God, this is amazing, was probably New Orleans, Lexington, and Knoxville were like three where I was just like, man, that was awesome. But then everywhere else, you know, I really had a good time. Um, I I didn't love, I don't love like the open space where they just throw chairs and give people fucking tall boys a beer. I'm not really, I like more of like an actual sit down and like, you know, when they just put like fucking folding chairs in an airplane hangar and they just put a bar up with a bunch of fucking tall boys and like, all right, animals get in here and get out of here stomping in and out like a fucking stampede. I don't like that. But uh, that, that that only happened a few times. And, you know, I uh, it was awesome. But Lexington, man, was so cool. And uh, Bird did something really cool where he bought like a seersucker suit for the Kentucky Derby. And he actually wore it, fully decked out, hat and everything, and went on stage with it. And like the place like went nuts when his name got announced. And then when they saw him come out in the seersucker suit, they just went fucking crazy. Like, they just erupted into this frenzy that was insane. And it was really cool to watch. And then he just did his set. It it was just amazing. He was like, oh, the people were so cool there. We went out afterwards, and people coming up to us were just like, hey, man, thank you so much. It was awesome. You know, and then just, like, leave you alone. I don't know, man. There was something about Lexington that was cool. And uh, and then we ended at uh, Evansville. Indiana and those people were awesome too and that was uh, that was a, another really huge nice venue like three decks and um, we almost we got into uh, oh, so here's an inside thing that people didn't didn't know that almost happened in uh, Evansville and I think you guys will get a kick out of this so we always get like when when the bus pulls up to the venue or the cab or whatever, depending, because sometimes we can't park the bus at the venue. So when, when we show up to the venue, we come in through the back, and usually the first thing we do is we all kind of walk to the stage and we see the room all lit up empty. And you kind of just get a feel for it, and then there's like a sound check, and you're just kind of looking around. It's really quick. It's not like a sound check like with musicians. It's basically like the comic just goes up to the mic and like, you know, you just like make sure it sounds good. You talk to the sound people. You talk about the lights and all that stuff, and... You know, so Lawhead was hosting and Lawhead would just say, okay, you know, let's do, we're going to do it this way. Just, you know, easy like that. 
So we go into this place at Evansville and it's three decks and it's beautiful. And we were just talking about how like sometimes Jim Brewer, when he would be on tour, they would get like a wiffle ball or and a bat and they would just hit the ball into the into the you know empty seats before a show or after a show and just hang out. So the first level is there and we're talking. And of course, I open my mouth and I say, I'd love to hit a wiffle ball on that first deck. So now all of a sudden, you know what this means. Excuse me while I sip my uh, drink here. So you know this means Burr goes first. You're not hitting that first deck. Now, it was far, but I played wiffle ball like crazy growing up. In my friend's backyard, we would have like tournaments. We would play all night. It, another guy I knew in high school built a stadium at his house, literally a stadium with like fences and like pitching mound, like everything. I played wiffle ball in my house. My like wiffle ball was like big. And I was like, I'm hitting that deck. So we get in, in front of the sound people and in front of all the staff, all the security at the Evansville venue. Me and Bill are jawing at each other on the stage. So he goes, fuck it. We're going to send somebody to go get a wiffle ball and we're going to do this. Get a wiffle ball, wiffle bat, and we're going to do this. So I'm now sitting there waiting and then Bill goes, you know what we should do? We should, he's like, there's no way you're going to get it that high. He goes, you may get it to the far back, but it, you know, it's going to dive down and it's going to dip in the air and you're never going to get it to that first balcony. I'm like, dude, I tell you right now, if I crack the wiffle ball as hard as I can up, like up in the air, I could get it over to th that railing. I really think I can. So like Lawhead's kind of on the fence. He's kind of like, I don't know, man, it would be a good shot, but maybe. And then Bill is like, shit now, maybe could he, but I don't think so. And like people are just talking about it. So then Bill goes, fuck it, here's what we're going to do. After my set, so basically it went like Lawhead Lawhead went up first, then I went up, and then Bill went up, you know, and, you know, Bill does his hour and whatever, and what he was going to do was he was going to call me back on stage and turn the lights up in the house, and then I was going to try to hit the ball on the thing, like with the crowd getting involved, and like, you know, if I hit it, the crowd goes nuts and everything. But the only thing that I didn't, I'm kind of glad we didn't get the wiffle ball and bat because we couldn't get it. But my thing was where, like, I needed to be pitched to and I couldn't do it from all the way in the back of the stage. So Bill was like, no, throw it up yourself and hit. I'm like, I don't think I could throw it up. I need some sort of velocity coming at me. So I was actually anxious about that more than my fucking show. That's how fucking competitive we are. Like, I'm sitting here, I got to perform. And don't get me wrong, I was having a blast and I, I was so excited to perform but now I'm fucking not even, now I'm, I'm worried about fucking, I got to go out and, and do like a set in front of all these people and have a good time and make sure my jokes are the way I want my jokes to be. And now I'm like, fuck, I may come out here and have to start hitting wiffle balls into this crowd, but we never ended up getting the bat or the ball. And, uh, but I couldn't have done it just throwing it up myself and then two handedly just hitting it. It was just, it's too far of a shot. You would need somebody to throw it with some sort of velocity where you could, where you could actually hit a pitch and get it out there, so that was, that was going on in Evansville, um, but both shows were so fun, Lexington and Evansville, uh, Indiana, Lexington, Kentucky, Evansville, Indiana were the last two of the, of the tour, those were 10 and 11, and just so cool, man, such a great time, um, the cool thing for me, it was cool and nerve-wracking was that on this tour, you know, I just had recorded my album, and I kind of laid it all out there, and I put everything into the album, and, um, cause I tried so hard to get it in a couple of different cities. And then finally we were like, you know, you guys know the story. If you've been listening to the show, we're going to do it in New York. And I did it and I got all those jokes. And then now it's like, well, this thing is going to be edited 
and this thing is going to be out there and you know I'm doing half new material from what people saw but I, you know for me it's like I don't want to you never do comedy if you're going to do the same shit you always got to add to stuff and you always have have to um you know you always have to add to shit and you always have to like you know do new stuff constantly to stay fresh and to keep you know the people that listen to you you know plus I, w- I was in Indiana only what like six months ago seven months ago uh yeah, like six six or seven months ago, I was in Indiana, and then, so it was nice to do like half new stuff, there were actually people who came out and saw me in Indiana uh, at Morty's that actually came out to Evansville and, and knew my, and like actually recognized, actually recognized my, um, you know, what I was doing and stuff, and some fans were coming up like, oh, I like this bit, I like that bit, and um, I wanted to give, you know, I wanted to give some people some fresh stuff, and also show that, you know, I was added to the other stuff that, that they might have saw, because you always gotta, you always gotta stay fresh, you know, I eventually, once this album comes out, and some of the, half of the new stuff, I'm just like, it's like, so basically half the stuff I'm doing now is new, and, 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 and on the album, actually, I wanted some of my newer stuff to be on the album because I just thought it was better than some of my older stuff. And I'd rather have newer stuff when I'm a better comic to be on the album and also some of my best stuff that I was doing like a year ago. Obviously, I want that to be on the album. But now it's like now I, all kinds of new stuff needs to come out. So um, it was really cool to see people understand that and recognize that. And, um, you know, yeah, it was it was uh, people were just so fucking nice. And I, I was really taken back by the amount of people that actually listened to the Versey effect everywhere in every one of those 11 cities we performed in everywhere. Uh, people were like, I listened to the show and I love the show. And I was like, wow, really? And they're like, yeah, you know, and I can't wait for your album. And people were like, man, this is the first time I got to see you do stand up. And, and I didn't, you know, it was funny because people were like, man, I didn't. I knew you'd be funny, but I, I didn't know how you're gonna be. And like people said some really nice stuff, man. I was super funny, so I appreciate it. And don't worry because now all of you guys are gonna have, um, have my debut album. And the cool thing about it is, uh, I actually listened to the audio today, and the audio is awesome. Um, I spoke to the person that did it, and uh, what meant more to me than anything was that. The people that are, you know, recorded my album have recorded albums for Comedy Central and a lot of other comedians, and. Um, you know, just saying nice stuff that like this was more than like, you know, up to par with everybody else. The guy was like, man, it's one of my favorite ones. I really enjoyed it. I liked it. And um, so I'm excited. Uh, we're going to go over both sets and, and put it together. And the album should be hopefully out late June, early July. But it's all there. Uh, we listened to it today and uh, super happy with it. And I'm excited. So um, that, that'll be, that'll be out, you guys could get that, and as soon as that's available, I'm gonna put that out with the unacceptable t-shirts, and, uh, have a little, uh, place for you guys to go online, and, and be able to purchase that stuff, so, um, I'm really excited about that, and, and I care more about, obviously, like, when you work with people that have worked with so many comics, like, man, this guy has recorded so many albums, and he's worked with so many comics, I hope he thinks this shit is up there with, uh, and, um, it seemed really good, so, you guys, you guys be the judge and let me know, but I'm, I'm, I'm proud of it, what I've already heard, and we're gonna edit it to be, uh, what I want, so, um, there you go. Going a little different here, I'm going with the Gatorade, uh, all right, we got fucking, I got Lawhead texting me about basketball. He's out of his mind, freaking out about the Cavs. All right, so what else? Uh, yeah, so the the tour was just amazing, but I'm not going to lie. It was cool to get off the bus and um, come home. 
but I have to talk about the Kentucky Derby, and then I'm going to go into my unacceptable because it has something to do with that. And I'm going at people on this one, okay? Because I'm a little fucking agitated with how dumb people are. Just these fucking dopes. These fucking dummies that are out there on social media and that just make stupid comments. And maybe some of you have done it and you're listening. And maybe some of you did it thinking you're going to be funny. But some people just, I don't give a fuck. Like, I swear to God, if I had the time, I would actually go back to every fucking hating, blogging, fucking hater on social media and just call them what they are, which is just a fucking little scared weasel hiding behind a computer instead of fucking going out there and speaking up and doing something like making a name for themselves. If they had any fucking heart, they would do that. Instead, they hide behind their fucking keyboard and their fucking words that they type out and they fucking just stay there so you can't see their fucking face. It's so annoying and ridiculous. And I'm going to be going after these cocksuckers on this thing today. All right. Um, but... Um, yeah, so we go to the Kentucky Derby on that uh, Saturday. And, um, you know, I was in Evansville, Indiana, and the day of the show, I went to the store and I bought myself a suit. I had like a seersucker suit, but mine wasn't like with the big stripes. I had like little pinstripes, and it was awesome. I had a yellow bow tie. I got these awesome uh, like Ralph Lauren gray shoes with the tips and everything. It was just really, really awesome. And then that morning, Lawhead's uh, white suspenders broke. So we ran into a store to get him the white suspenders. And I saw like this like kind of fedora with this blue around it that matched my suit. And I was like, man, I got to get it. It'll be perfect. So I ended up getting that. Burr is in his suit. We're all decked out. Lawhead uh, comes. Lawhead had a cool outfit like white pants and the white suspenders. Lawhead's dad comes with us. We got these great tickets. We're not in the infield with the animals. We're actually sitting up in the grandstands in a box. And you get there and it is a... It, I mean, I would do it every year. I want to do it again. It was so ridiculously fun and amazing that I couldn't believe how cool it was. You know, yeah, granted, you're at a track and it's a bunch of drunk people. And one older woman came up to Bill and said, yeah, it's still a shit show with people who are dressed up. And, and it really is that. But everybody's dressed to the nines. Everybody, like like 95% of people are dressed in shoes and suits. And the women have dresses and the hats. And they're just there's just unbelievably amounts of alcohol. There's, you know, like there was a Grey Goose tent there was the, what is this, those mint juleps that people are drinking there. They had premium hand-rolled cigars. They also had cigar stations of great brand cigars there. So I ended up smoking sticks, uh, gambling on the races, and you got like five hours before the race when you get there. So you got all these races to gamble on. You're drinking, you're hanging out, you're smoking cigars with your friends. Everybody's dressed nice. You're talking to people. Absolutely awesome. Now, uh, I would recommend it... Um, I would recommend it to anybody. You know, I don't know. Getting there at 1030 for the first race doesn't make sense because, you know, the race you want to see, the Kentucky Derby actually doesn't go until about, you know, almost 20 after 6. So, you know, that's a lot. I mean, you don't want to stay in there eight hours is, you know, especially the Pacquiao and, and Mayweather fight and all that stuff. So for me, what we did was um, we got there probably around like 1130, 12. Got a quick bite to eat because we were going to drink. Got a drink right away. Went to our seats, looked around. Then we, you know, watched a race. Then after we watched the race, we went, got a cigar, and we just kind of smoked in the smoking section cigar. Just talking about the day. And then you just start feeling good. And, and it was just amazing. 
bet a couple. First bet I put in, I won, but I only ended up winning like 16 bucks. And I think all all the bets that I put in for it came to like 30 bucks. So I, I got half my money back, but it was cool to get a win on that. Something happened crazy. Pretty, pretty uh, ironic too what happened with the Derby. So... Burr went and he bet on his own thing. I had the program and I was betting, you know, Jay made his bets. And so I go to the window for the dirt. Now this is the Derby, you know, drink, you know, we're drinking, but not too drunk. We kind of held it together. We're just feeling good buzzed. And we're getting like, we're about 90 minutes away from the Derby. And I want to get my bets in, get to the seats, sit, drink, talk. And I mean, think how amazing that is. I just said 90 minutes and you, you're st- you've you already been there partying for hours. It's basically like this insane party. It would be like if somebody you knew had this unbelievable yard with like hundreds and hundreds of acres or whatever it is, just, or, or you know, just insane amounts of land where like 180,000 people could walk around comfortably and you're just dressed nice and there's drinking stations and oh yeah, they have these horses that are going to go around. It, it was just like that and you're just there all day. That's how great the Kentucky Derby is. So the whole time I, w- I we were talking about this thing. Now, if you hit like a superfecta, I know a lot of you guys don't know about the betting and how it works, but you know, you could bet the first and second horse, the first three horses in any order or just the straight order, which pays you more and all that. But there's also something called the superfecta and um, you got to get like oh, like four horses in a row and all in that order. You make a lot of money, this and that. Well, there was one year where an underdog came in on the Superfecta and this guy had a ticket and the ticket paid 800 and something thousand dollars for this guy and he lost the ticket. And then somebody that worked there when the place was empty was just like picked up a magazine and saw this ticket standing there and they were able to trace it back to the guy and the guy ended up getting it, which is it, which is crazy. Now... My story isn't that interesting or intense, but here's what happened, which I find, kind of found crazy. I told that story to those guys a couple of times, you know, about the, the the guy that lost the ticket. So now it's my turn to go to the window and bet on the, on the horses. So I go up there and I'm like, yeah, give me the 18 and the eight boxed and give me, give me $4 on this and give me two, you know, and, and I, you know, all, I do all these bets and like by the time it's over, it's like 90 something dollars or whatever. But at the very end when I was there, I said to the lady at the at the counter, I said, if you don't mind me asking, he's like this older woman who looks like she's been there for years and years. And I said, if you don't mind me asking, what horse do you like? And she goes, well, really? You want to know? And I go, yeah. And she goes, I'll be honest with you. She's like, I like the 10 horse, that firing line or whatever. And I go, oh, yeah. And I go, all right, well, why don't you give me the 18 and that horse boxed? And she goes, really? And I go, yeah, I'll take that bet. If you like them, you know, why wouldn't I do that? And she goes, oh, wow. Like she kind of just like, there's like, nobody does that really. That's really nice. So I say, yeah. So she hands me all the tickets and uh, sure enough, I watched the race and that bet comes in just like that. The 18 and the 10 or whatever it was. I think it was 18 and the 10 American Pharaoh number one. And then that firing line of that horse that she said she really liked comes in second. And I have all the tickets in my hand and for the life of me, I couldn't find it. Now, it did not pay a lot. It probably would have paid me like maybe a little less than 70. I don't know what it is. I, I don't even know because I boxed it. So it was going to be anywhere from like 35 to 50. I don't know what it was, but not not a ton of money. I would not have, you know, won more than I lost. That's for sure. But it just I just still had a winning ticket that would have got me some of my betting back. And it was the last bet I did. And I don't have the ticket. I'm looking in every pocket. I have every other ticket. I put in bets for my mother-in-law. I put in bets, you know, all the bets that I wanted. And I'm looking for the ticket where this lady told me that. And I can't find it. 
So everybody's cashing out. Bill won two of his bets. Some, you know, and you don't win a lot when the favorites win, but it's still a lot of fun. So I'm going, let me just go back online and see, since it was the last one, if when the printer printed the ticket, it was left there. Let me just go see. And it's a long line, and I'm like, do I really want to do this and still lose money? Like, it's only like 35 40 bucks, whatever it is. But I'm like, you know, it's just driving me nuts. It would just drive me nuts to know that, like, that was the last thing I did was ask her and then actually bet it and get it, and I can't find this fucking thing. So I'm going fucking crazy now. You know, I'm just like, oh my God, where is this thing? What am I, you know? And, um, you know, I just wait online and they were cool. Jay and his dad and Bill, they waited for me. And I get to, first I'm waiting in the wrong line. There were so many people I couldn't tell where the lady that I saw was. So I finally move over to her line. Wait there about 20 minutes, maybe a little less. And I finally get to her. And I said, I don't know if you remember me, but I was the one who asked you what horse you liked. And she goes, oh, yeah, I do. And I was like, yeah, and do you, I don't know if you remember, but I put the winner and that horse together. And I was like, I know it's not a lot of money, but, like, do you have that ticket? And she just looked, and she goes, no, I don't. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, I never got it. And I really didn't get it. Like, the only way that I got it, honestly, is if when I grabbed all the tickets, it dropped. But there's no way I would have done that because I remember grabbing everything. I think that when I paid for that and did it, I just grabbed the tickets. I don't think the machine printed it. There's no way because I had every other ticket. I had the tickets in my pocket. And uh, that actually sucked. That was one memory I don't want. Like, and I just didn't get it. And I walked away and they're like, yeah, man, there's no way that you were going to get that. But I had to do it. So I had a whatever, a winning ticket and I lost it or it wasn't given to me. And uh, I'm going to be careful next time. But I do want to go back. It was an amazing time. And uh, I would recommend it to anybody to just basically be dressed nice. Hanging with a bunch of people that are dressed nice. And you just drink. They got whiskey, scotch, vodkas, mint juleps, cigars. I mean, food, snacks, dessert. Anything you want. And you're gambling. It was, it's awesome. It, the Kentucky Derby is the shit. Now I got to get to these haters. So we're on Twitter, and of course we're taking pictures. We're taking pictures of our outfit. You know, we got the silly hats on, we got the suits on. We're we're all decked out the way you should do the, the derby. And these stupid fucking haters on Facebook and Twitter actually took it seriously. Like, yeah, nice suit. You guys look like your own slaves. Yeah, fuck, you guys look like assholes. Really, a fedora, you fucking douche, really? It's like, do you really think I wear fedoras, you fucking dummy? Put your head in a fan, you stupid, dumb motherfuckers. Seriously, did you think you were funny when you said that? Did you think we were going to look at that and go, wow, that guy's really funny? Do you think we dress in seersucker suits like that? No, we were enjoying ourselves. What did you do that Saturday? Sit in your fucking house? Or work at your shitty job, you fuck. I swear to God, man. I hate these hating people. Yeah, nice fedora. Yeah, you guys, did you fucking own a plantation? And You should have. It's not funny. It's dumb. You're dumb. You're either a comedian with a bad joke or you're a civilian who can't fucking keep up with comedians. Keep your dumb shit to yourself, you fucking dopes. I swear to God. And if one of you who listened to it did it, this goes for you too. I don't give a fuck. Stop with your dumb comments. Do you think me and Bill Burr and Jason Lawhead really wear fucking fedoras and suspenders and big hats all the time and think we're cool? No. We're going to the Kentucky Derby. What you should have said is, oh, that's fucking awesome. And all the cool people who go, man, that's awesome. Have a great day, fellas. You know what? That looks great. Wish I was there with you. Stuff like that. Good for you. But you fucking miserable dopes. 
who can't fucking get to the fucking Kentucky Derby or whatever have to say something stupid. You stink. You fucking stink. Why don't you and your friends pony up some fucking money and go do something cool and do it and you put on stupid suits on a beautiful day watching horse races while you're betting and drinking and smoking cigars and see how you fucking like it. Because I'm going to tell you something. It's fucking awesome. It's dope as shit. That's what it is. And like, I know some people are like, wow, Paul, you're taking, you're taking somebody's comments too seriously. And it's like, no, it's, it's, it's not even that I'm taking it seriously. Like, I know some people are trying to be funny, but at the same time, like the, the ones that like go at us in a way it, there, there is like this undertone of like hating and jealousy. And I just, I can't in my right mind, just go, ah, man, just leave it alone. Like I can't, part of me is just like, like with certain things I do, when people go really big or they try to argue or they try to fight through social media and I don't know you because you're a stranger, what am I going to do? You know, what am I going to do? I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to go back and forth. But like just the general stuff that I could make statements on, like the, the, the stupid fucking, you know, you guys fucking serious with that? I can't believe you guys wore that. It's like, have you been to the Kentucky Derby? They don't get what it does. When you walk to the Kentucky Derby, 85% of the people are, I mean, there were people even more. People in fucking neon suits, people in striped suits, people like, a guy had fake teeth and a cowboy hat, like a full-blown Halloween character, and it was fucking hilarious and awesome. And he was like around five women who loved it and thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I mean, that, 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 that's what it is. It's just a fun thing to do. And by the way, when I did, I mean, I'm not a fedora guy. When I took the fedora off, my suit, I could wear my suit out because my suit wasn't like ridiculous. You know, the whole thing. And it was awesome to dress like that. That's like, that's a tradition to do it. So fuck all you people. That's my unacceptable for the week. My unacceptable for the week is all you people who see some fun shit or just see some and make a stupid ass hating fucking comment like the hating ass motherfuckers that you are. Fuck you and your dumb fucking comments, okay? Go buy a fucking suit if you could afford it and go have a good time instead of fucking hating on it. You think I'm going to wear a fedora out? Fedoras stink. I always shit on fedoras. But the thing matched my outfit. You ever see fucking when you see like, oh, football players there, they're dressed up. You think they fucking go out? Well, NBA players do go out dressed like that. But you know what I mean. Unacceptable. That's my unacceptable. It's ridiculous is what it is. I'm trying to find, I really want to find some comments. I want to find some shitty comments and fucking, I really do. I want to find some shitty comments right now. Let's do this. Let's find some shitty comments and see. Let's see what the fuck these people say, how fucking dumb they are. Don't worry. And if you know what, if you wrote it, I'm not going to, don't worry, I'm not going to call your name out. But if you wrote it, you know, you know that you wrote it. So I, I just read what you wrote instead of calling you out and you could be the dope who hears how fucking dumb it is coming from the person that you insulted. Let's do that for a little bit. I know. Is it petty? Maybe. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, see, so most people were cool. Most people were cool. Um, yeah, see, some people were like, oh, man, enjoy, fellas. You know, don't forget. To, yeah, come on, kryptonite. That was a great one. But then here we go. Let's 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 look, let's look at some of these assholes here. Um, yeah, some people making fun of. Yeah, it was just. Yeah, see, nice nice looks, good job, 
And then, oh, here, here we go. 33 more comments. All right, let's see here. Yeah, one dude said, you look like assholes. Another guy said, uh, you know. Yeah, some people making fun of Bill's skin. That's not that bad. Um, yeah, somebody said a fucking fedora. Somebody, and then there were people on the thing. You look like a fu It was just, and then there were a lot of tweets. Yeah, there were, here we go. Tweet, um. Guys look like you own plantations or slaves or this and that. and it, I gotta be honest, like it was it was just fucking annoying. At one point, like when I started to get buzzed, I just looked at Bill and we're smoking a cigar and I go, "What's wrong with people? Are these people fucking think we're serious? Like thinking we're cool? We're just enjoying this moment." And he goes, "Dude, don't even bother." And I know what he was saying, but I just couldn't help myself with this one. So that's my unacceptable. That is my unacceptable for the week. Let's get to your guys' unacceptables, and. um... We will uh, go from there. This one is from uh, Eric McKinney. And he says, hey, Paul, love the show. I have another unacceptable for you. Uh, okay, I'm not going to mention the... He's a chef uh, at a restaurant that does a brunch. And it has, like, you know, all-you-could-eat buffet. Uh, could give a million examples uh, of the uh, animals I see on the weekend. But... Uh, one took the cake so far. Lady going around the buffet barefoot. What the fuck you animal put on some fucking shoes. It's fucking gross. Unacceptable. Animals put them in a cage. Thanks. Love the show. Um, well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Eric. Um, I, uh, yeah. That, I mean, barefoot is just always going to win in the unacceptables. It, like... Being barefoot is like going back to caveman times. And the fact that you put two when it comes into like a place to eat, you know, it's just, you know, I don't know. Ridiculous. Barefoot in a fucking restaurant. I think any place that just sees you barefoot should just go, yeah, nah, just. But plus, you know, sometimes people go in. Another thing too is... uh some people just go in and then take off their shoes. Some crazy way to just take off their shoes. And they're like, yeah. You know, uh, all right, let's see. You know, it's funny. During this podcast, uh, Jason Lawhead just keeps texting me shit. Like, so-and-so stinks. He's forced to distribute... Like during this, uh, during this uh, basketball, <laughs> during this basketball game, he gives a shit that much where he watches it. All right, here we go. Here's another unacceptable, and this is from, uh, this is from Dave Leather. Great name. Hey, Paul. I was also at the Kentucky Derby this past weekend. However, I was trapped with all the absolute animals in the area known as the infield. Oh yeah, we don't want to do that. What a shit show. <laughs> During this shit show. A buddy went to... They should just do a movie called Shit Show. And it would just be like a fucking Vegas spring break party with people puking and just saying funny shit for two hours. Um, during this shit show, a buddy and I went to grab drinks and put down a few be uh, put down a few bets. On our way back, we were approached by three 45-year-old women. As two guys in their early 20s, it was a bit strange, but we were both hammered and kind of intrigued as to what they want to talk about, uh, talk to us for. Initially, it started out with, hey, do you guys bet the races? Uh, 
where are you from, etc. Then there was a small break in the conversation and one of them just went for it. So, you guys have any condoms? You look like the kind of guys that would. I almost fell... <laughs> what? I almost fell over backwards. She said it straight face like she was asking for a piece of gum or some shit. We said, no, sorry. To which they persisted. What, you guys don't have random sex? You're two young guys. What, are you gay or something? What? Wow. We explained that one of us had a girlfriend and the other genuinely didn't use condoms. Stupid, I know. Now I thought we were in the clear with these southern MILFs. Nope. Ew, you don't use protection? There's probably a little one of... What? There's probably a little one of both y'all running around that you have no clue about. We both shrugged our shoulders and didn't really know what to say. Then one of the girls who hadn't spoken the entire time pipes up and says, Whatever, we'll still fuck both of y'all. What? My buddy and I just looked at each other and started dying laughing and walked away. I don't know where they planned on this orgy uh, going down, but I certainly wasn't going to be a part of it. Unacceptable. Cage him up. Wow. Wow, that's... I mean, it, like, if that's serious, I don't mean you. I mean, I know your story's serious, but if they're serious, that's like... But I actually heard shit like that happens there, so that's like pretty, I mean, that's insane. Uh, well, people a little friendly around here, huh? <laughs> okay, um, this one, is, is this an unacceptable here? Uh, okay, let's see here. This is from Patrick O'Connor. Uh, what up, fucker, Chicago? Okay, here we go. Fuming on the train right now. It is completely unacceptable to board a busy train and have the person in front of you enter the train and just stop right at the door. Go to the middle, you dumb fuck. There's a sea of people behind you who are being too polite to say anything. Don't act all offended when I say excuse me. Animals, Paul. Fucking animals. Can't even <laughs> get in their cage properly. Yeah. Uh, I know. They're the worst. Um... It says, uh, can't wait to see you and Burr, uh, can't wait for you and Burr to be in Boston in a couple of weeks. I just bought tickets for the last night. Just wanted to say thanks for doing the podcast. I'm inspiring. I, I am an inspiring comic and listening to your podcast, uh, as well as some other great comics is like taking a master's class in comedy. Well, thank you, Patrick. Good luck to you. Um, and, uh, I appreciate the support and you listening and I totally understand your frustration when people stand in front of you and then and, and don't go. You know what unacceptable really got me mad? And I kind of, I, I I mentioned it on the show before, but when when you stand in line and the person behind you is like their chin is almost on your shoulder, that's the one where I, I I'm making like I'm making a vow to myself to say excuse me, like back the fuck. I just got heated saying that. Back off, like get away from me. Um, ridiculous. Okay, um, this is from Mark Page, and Mark Page says, A royal unacceptable. Kansas City Royals reliever Herrera, who pitches 100 plus miles per hour, tried to uh, purposely hit uh, Laurie as the, uh, as of the, oh, I'm sorry, Laurie of, of, of the A's. Second time this year, KC has started a fight 
and were only about 27 games into the season. In the first fight, Herrera was suspended for throwing punches and started a fist fight. I remember seeing that. I included the link so you could see for yourself. Yeah, I uh, I I saw I saw that. Yeah, dude, some guys just go at it, man. I definitely saw that one guy. Uh, Jesus, sorry about that. Yeah, I saw that. And uh yeah, and that guy was throwing too. Like that guy was throwing like that that kind of melee that I saw too with that game. Like that was like I, I was like a baseball fight where guys are throwing punches with like bad intentions, like wanting to hurt people. Which was you know, like if I was just like, How the fuck could how could people do that? Like that's like I, I don't know how you get suspended. Like this guy was swinging so hard at the face of another player, like it would look like assault. Like, that would be like a felony. I remember that. It wasn't just, like, pushing and people talking shit. Oh, boy. Here is a, um... Oh, I didn't get to... Let me see here. Is this... Okay. Uh, here we go. So, this one... This one is from... Okay, this one's from Alejandro Chavez. Paul Verza, the amount of couples walking into this venue with their lady holding the umbrella. It's unacceptable. Uh, okay, that was, um, at the Singletary Center, oh, I didn't get a chance to read that one, so, yeah, that's one, too, where the guy's gotta be like, oh, shit, what am I doing, let me get that, let me get that, on. let me get that, I almost said, let me get that unacceptable, let me get that umbrella, that'd be funny, oh, wait, let me get that unacceptable, yeah, that's, that's gonna be one if I don't grab this, um, let's see here, we got some more, got a lot of them on, got a lot of, uh, unacceptables on Facebook this time. Uh, and then I will get some on uh, Twitter. We're doing good. We're doing good. I think I only got to bash one more, one more <laughs> group of people. How cool is it that my wife bought me a fucking seventy-inch TV? That's the other thing. Ah, oh, that's the other thing that happened that drove me nuts. People are like, you know, yeah, oh, you got a seventy-inch, and like they just start hating on the fact that. And I was like, I wasn't trying to throw it in anybody's face. It's not like those TVs are that expensive anymore. I was just saying, how cool is it? Like, it's a coming home gift. And people, like, fucking hate it on that, man. People suck. All right, this one is from um, uh, Greg Comporless. Comporless? Uh, I think the dude, I may, maybe the dude's Italian. I mean, uh, Greek. I'm Greek. It sounds like that. Here we go. Uh, Greg's from Hackensack, New Jersey. Uh, here's an unacceptable. Some loud-ass jerk-off interrupting one of my favorite hosts of one of my favorite podcasts because he feels the need to fucking yell in his hotel room. Whoever gave that animal vocal cords should be shit on by <laughs> by rats after getting run over by a dump truck. Put him in a soundproof fucking cage. I went through that, man. I went through that. And... Uh, you know, when I tried doing my podcast and the dude was just screaming and it was, he was screaming in Spanish, just having this insane Spanish conversation, yelling. And I just, it was ridiculous. Uh, so I know the feeling. Thank you for the submission. Um, this is from James Russo. James Russo says, unacceptable, the small village of people running for a Republican nomination. Yeah. You know, I haven't gotten too far involved in it, but it looks like everybody's throwing their, uh, their hat in the ring for that. Um, but thank you for, thanks for the submission, James. This one is from Dustin Bell. I'm stuck behind this asshole going at a snail's pace to merge onto the goddamn highway with, uh, his fucking Jesus fish 
and WWJD bumper stickers. Do you want to know what Jesus would do, Captain Cunt? He would merge at the safe and reasonable pace, you animal. Hashtag unacceptable. Uh, thank you. And uh, you clearly have <laughs> road rage. This one is from, uh, there's another one from Dustin Bell. And he said, unacceptable, but also hilarious. And it was a woman who's suing all homosexuals for knowingly living a life of sin. <laughs> oh my God, people are out of their fucking minds, aren't they? People are fucking nuts. All right, so let's do some Twitter ones and we will uh, move on. Trying to catch up here. Um, but while I look through these, okay, let me just say this. And this is another thing that is just like, it is part of the problem. And I don't want to sound like a broken record here. I don't want to sound like, you know, I, I'm really not trying to sound like a dick or a broken record here. And they go, well, Verzi keeps going and fucking bloggers and everything. But like, once again, a friend of mine who is the uh, uh, anchor on Weekend Update at... at um, was I almost said Comedy Center, Saturday Night Live, uh, Michael Shea, he fucking had a great, hilarious tweet, and, like, these bloggers, like, are going at him saying that, like, he's completely out of touch with, like, you know, intellectual jokes, and that, like, he shouldn't, like, the transgender thing he shouldn't be talking about. All he said about Bruce Jenner was, uh, smart move, you know, Becoming a, a woman at 65, no no, no periods or something. Like he doesn't, and it's just a quick, easy, simple, funny thing. And these people are like going at him and it's like, you can't have that. I swear to God, man, I, I just want to get famous enough to where I can annoy these people to the point where they're fucking protesting at clubs I'm at. Because I, w I swear to God, these people are such a big problem, man, you know. I said something on Twitter today. I said, I wish the cops would leave black people alone and just start shooting bloggers. I swear to God, there should be like a serial killer of bloggers just to scare the fuck out of all. Because you know they would stop because they're scared little people. That's what they are. Bloggers are scared little people who don't do their own thing. So if there was like a serial killer, a, like, a, like a blogger serial killer, like a guy who just fucking snapped and went after them, they would all just fucking go back into their shells where they belong and let people have the freedom of speech. It's a fucking joke, and it's a great joke. Yeah, he became a woman at 65, you know, smart move, became a woman at 65, no periods. That's great. That's a great smart joke. And people are like, oh, he's out of touch. It's an awful, his guys, this guy's really fucking, oh my God. The, just, the, just the absolute worst. The absolute worst bloggers and your dumb comments. Hey, you bought a 70-inch TV. Yeah, what the fuck? I need to say something. I need to say something to try to be funny. But I'm not fucking funny, so I just fucking hide behind these unfunny words and nobody could see me. Blah, blah, blah. Fucking dope. Uh, yeah, you know what it is? I'm not even angry today. I'm, in, I'm actually in a great mood. I'm in a great mood. I feel focused. I'm, I haven't been drinking. I got came back home. I'm doing like this detox cleanse off this fucking tour. You know, I'm not drinking. I'm coming down from everything. I'm, I'm, I feel good. And, and I just see things and I'm like, this shit has to stop. Has to stop. All right. Where are we here? This is, I don't even know when the last fucking podcast I did was with these stupid... 
fucking Twitter things. Cause, and don't worry, I'm going to get to the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. I'm going to do a long podcast this week. All right, so you guys sit back, relax. It's going to be a long podcast. It's going to be a good one. It's already a good one. You know it is. Yeah, I like Paul Verzi podcast, but he gets really arrogant sometimes. Blah, blah, blah. He, he's out of touch with the blue, blah, blah, blah. Fucking idiots. Sometimes he says things, and I think he, but I don't know if he really thinks it, but if he does, that's a big problem. <laughs> you know what's great? I just realized something. As I said that, do you remember Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? Do you remember when, like, at the end of the movie, they just started showing up to bloggers' houses and just beating the fuck out of them? I actually get that joke now. It took me, like, they were ahead of their time. <laughs> You gonna own a slave in that fucking blah blah? Alright, this is as far back as I'm going, guys, because, uh, you know, I can't. I told you, and I know half of you guys are like, well, get the fucking. Get the email address. The email address will be up for next week, so go to. You know what? I'm gonna post it. I'm gonna post it. So it'll either be like unacceptables. Uh, all right, here, here we go. This is gonna be the. This is where I'm gonna do it from. Today's the sixth. So here we go. We'll start. We'll go back about five days, and then I'll just go to all these things. And that's gonna be it. All right. So the first unacceptable I will do from Twitter will be from. Somebody named, all right, Max Power at Survived by Rats. Lady at Farmer's Market was uh, was petting the Brussels sprouts with her bare hands like they were a fucking house pet. <laughs> That's just fucking weird, too. I mean, it's definitely unacceptable because, like, you know, I mean, who's going to, like, it's, it's gross and you shouldn't be doing that with your hands, but that's just weird. Like... Yeah, it's just like, you know. Hey, lady, you know people got to buy that, right? Yeah, get your hands out of here. Fucking dope. All right, let's see here. The next one. Is this a, is this a um, photo one? Because you guys sent some photo ones. There was some barefoot photo ones again. Um... I got to start going to people. And I know I want to go to people that, like, I haven't, that don't do the unacceptables that much either, you know. So, um, and I'm, oh, 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 this is what I want to talk about too. What I want to do is, if you're in the military, I want to do this, okay. If you're in the military and you listen to my show and I'm performing at a club you can make it to. Try to hit me up, and I will do everything I can. I mean, I can't guarantee anything, but I will do everything that I can um, to try to comp you or help you and your party out or whatever, like, you know, because that's one thing that I want to do. I talked to a soldier out in uh, Evansville, and I said, man, you know, thank you for everything, and, you know, so, uh, and and if you're, you know, a soldier and, um, you know, I, I, and my album comes out, man, I'd love to send, like, if you're, I mean, and if you're active duty, too, like, I'm talking about, like, guys that are fucking, you know, 
I'm not talking about a guy that fucking was in the Marines for fucking two weeks and went AWOL. And he's like, yeah, can I get a t-shirt and a fucking... Like, I'm talking about, like, somebody that's, like, in the shit. Uh, <laughs> these fucking guys, like, yeah, you know, I, I filled out half the application. I was like, fuck it, but, you know, I tried. So I was wondering, can I get a shirt? Um, but, no, I'd like to send you guys some stuff and, um, you know, be able to... You know, have you, you know, listen to me fucking rant out there. You know, I don't think there's anything, truly anything cooler than, like, my voice just ranting in the middle of Afghanistan while it's helping soldiers get through this stuff. It's the fucking absolute coolest. The soldiers are the shit. Soldiers are the heroes, man, and I believe it. Uh, all right, this is from Dan McGuire, and Dan says, A guy wearing shorts and sandals to a wedding. Unacceptable. That is very, very unacceptable. I don't think, uh, you know... I don't think that, yeah, I mean, oh, and here, he added to it. A uh, guy also has one of those bullring things in his nose as well. Unacceptable. Jesus, where was this wedding? In a fucking bar? Yeah, I do. Now get us a fucking round, man. Okay, um. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Do you? Well, he asked you a question, lady. Come on, man. Gonna get some fucking tequila shots and get this going. I got a tattoo artist coming, giving fuck party favors. Everybody's getting a fucking eagle on their shoulder. All right, uh, let's see here. Man, a lot of people tweeted about that fight. A lot of people. Uh, this is from Dan Phillips at, oh shit, I didn't, I didn't, do I gotta go back now? Shit, I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't shout out your Twitter feed. It was, uh, it was at DanMCG79. Uh, All right. So I just realized that. Sorry about that. Thank you for the submissions. And uh, this one is from, this is a, from Dan Phillips at Dan3481. Mayweather just ran... Just as he has most of his career unacceptable. I'm going to get into that. I appreciate the submission. I'm going to get into that. I want to talk about the fight a little bit. But thank you for the submission. Now, here we go. This is from Ben Foster at Back in Blood 88. I think he's a new listener or whatever. So thank you, Ben. Uh, this made our UK BBC News laugh out loud. Unacceptable. No beating. Okay, here we go. Um... The knob eating contest started in 2012, and that year's winner, Stuart Lambert, still holds the record. He managed 14 uh, in the one-minute time limit. He was stuffing two knobs in at a time, though. Mr. Collins said. So I, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I this is hilarious. But I don't know what this. Hold on, view photo. I don't see. Okay, so not knob throwing rules. Three knobs for for this knob through. Goes standing from. A, I don't know what this means. Knob throwing rules. Three knobs per go. Furthest knob thrown is. Wait, uh, wait, did it say? Knob eating contest. And the year's winner holds the thing. But then the rules say, you don't have to provide a standing throw, mark standing point, uh, underarm <laughs> throwing only. <laughs> I got to look into this knob throwing thing because I don't know why it said last year's 
throw was by so and so, but then it says the winner receives um, their biscuit made from the Navi kind of. All right, I got to figure that out. But yeah, that's um, that's fucking weird, and I can't believe that did make the news. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> thank you for the submission. Uh, Jesus. Okay. And we are... Don't worry, guys. We're almost done. What the fuck, Paul? Come on, man. Get my fucking tattoo. All right, here we go. Uh, This is from Justin Pittman at Justin T. Pittman. My next-door neighbor's uh, parrots are unacceptable. Uh, In the nice weather with the windows open, loud as shit, where's my BB gun? I don't know how somebody can do with a uh, with a parrot next door. I honestly like that's something that you'd be like, dude. I can't fucking. You got to put a cover on that cage, dude. I just can't do this. I ser- I seriously like I can't. I just can't do this. Uh. Okay, this is from Greg Rasm- Rasmus. Uh, Ramusen. I'm sorry. Rasmus. Greg Ramusen. I'm sorry about that, Greg. At Greg E R uh, at Greg Capital E R and then A S M U S O N. If you're older than twenty three and you're celebrating Cinco de Mayo tonight, you need to get real. Animals put them in a cage, unacceptable. Uh yeah, I didn't celebrate it. I didn't use it as an excuse to fucking drink tequila. If I'm going to drink tequila and Corona, I don't need an excuse. I'm just going to fucking buy a case of it, bring it home, and get destroyed. That's what I do. I fucking throw down booze when I want to drink it, not because of a day. You want to know why? Because I'm called an adult, and that's what adults do. I'm over 21, and I have a fucking valid ID. So when I want to drink, I actually go, and I get to drink, and I fucking drink. Instead of going, oh, well, here's a fucking day we could act like a bunch of fucking animals. This is from... um. Uh, okay, this is uh, this is from Mike Peterson at Latin underscore Viking three hundred five. He actually is a regular, and uh, Mike says um, the man was convicted of sexual harassment of a female subordinate. Unacceptable, much. And uh, it is Isaiah Thomas, and it says, I am proud to be part of the New York Liberty franchise. I look forward to reclaiming their position as one of the elite teams in the WNBA. I don't know what's more unacceptable, the fact of what you said or the fact that he's fucking excited about working in the WNBA. This one is from Gary L. at Gary333. My in-laws leaving their 17 and 19-year-old boys in charge of a... Uh, seven-year-old while they spend a week in Vegas. What the fuck? Unacceptable. Cage and call CPS. Um, maybe they're just trustworthy, buddy. No, I know. That's fucking nuts. Thank you for the submission. Frank Izzo at Fizzo. <laughs> F-I-Z-Z-O 72. I'm at Charlotte Airport, and this is what I see in the next stall. Put a cage <laughs> over the stall. Hashtag unacceptable. And, dude, it is a picture This is brutal. This is a great one. It is a picture of a guy in, like, so I I take it you're in the toilet and he's in the toilet next to you. Or you're just in the stall. And this guy's got a bare foot. Like, the guy's clearly sitting on the bowl and there's no shoe underneath or sneaker. He's just got this fucking bear claw. 
I mean, this guy's this guy's foot looks like a fucking catcher's mitt, and it's just sitting there. Ugh. Oh my god, and his fucking big toenail. Oof, that is unacceptable. Thanks for the submission. Um, my god, dude, it's brutal. Brutal. All right, this one is from Ryan Loth Spike Spec Spech. Soundbite. This is from Ryan. L- Lothspike Lothspike There it is Lothspike This is from Ryan Lothspike I think I might got that If not I'm sorry uh, At Ryan underscore L-O-T-H uh, I'm at the University of Hawaii Studying at the library Guy talks on his phone loud enough for everyone to hear Hashtag unacceptable Somebody should say something and what the fuck are you doing in a library when you're in Hawaii? Okay, take your books, throw them in the bonfire that's on the beach, and go fucking live your life. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, thank you for the submission, uh, Ryan. Do not listen to me. I dropped out of college to tell fucking blowjob jokes. Okay. Here we go. We're almost done here. Uh, I'm going to sneeze, I think. Okay. This is from... Ad Ham, and it's at A-D-H-A-M underscore capital M-A and then B-D-A-L-L-A-H. I got that right. Just read it if you want to look the guy up. And it's a picture of... This thing would fucking open. View photo. It's a picture of... Is that a... I don't know what the fuck that is. It's just a picture of a guy's car, and it looks like a nice soft top convertible. I don't know if it's a Porsche, but it looks really nice, and it is just doused in bird shit. Like, it looks like this guy was parked under a tree for fucking two years. (laughs) That's brutal. And unacceptable for sure. Um, Okay, here we go. This is from John Hajar. At Johnny underscore Rockets 3. My two favorite comedians showing up to the derby looking like they just tied a woman to a set of train tracks. Hashtag unacceptable. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to hate on that because you called us your favorite comics and that seems like an innocent joke. Okay? So you're all good there. All right. And there we go. That's it. That's it, everybody. Those are the unacceptables. Thank you so much. We are an hour and two minutes in, but don't worry. We don't have much more. So that was a big unacceptable one. I wanted to give back to you guys. You took a little too long with the unacceptables. Fuck you. Keep your dumb tweeting. If you feel like that, just keep it to yourself. Because you know what? I don't care. I'm going to do as many unacceptables as I want, or I'll do as, as few as I want. But guess what? It's my fucking show. How about that? I'm defiant towards people today, guys. I'm sorry. I just am. I am. Don't listen. Go to some other fucking podcast where they're going to talk about the fuck. Let's talk about the weather. It's like Give a shit. Today we're going to talk about movies for fucking two hours because we think our opinions matter. How about this? Here's another thing too, okay? My five-year-old son, speaking of movies, I'll go into movies now. I didn't see Avengers, but I'm going to talk about it because I just got to talk about it for a second, okay, just to, just to put a little perspective on this, okay, because I'm just getting tired of the, the amount of time taken by fucking adults and men about superhero movies, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it into perspective a little bit, let me just make sure I got, 
me just make sure I got everything out of the way that I wanted to get out of the way. Yes, I did. I did. We're good. We're good. Once I get through this stuff, we're going to do, I'm going to talk about this thing, and then I'm going to go into sports, and then we should be good with the plugs, and we'll be all, we'll, we'll, we'll be all there. By the way, the Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by gonzofame.com for the best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today. Go to gonzofame.com. And the Verzi Effect is on the All Things Comedy Network, which is the best podcast network in the fucking world. Follow them on Twitter at All Things Comedy and go to their website, allthingscomedy.com. Now, my five-year-old son and his friends go to um, the movies, all right? And for a for a, 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 a class a class like birthday party, they go see the Avengers. Now my son is gonna be six, and the kids' party was six. So a bunch of five and six year olds for a birthday party. Five and six year olds. Okay, these kids have been on this planet they're for five and six years, very young, and that they're going to see Avengers. Okay, and you want to know why? They went to see Avengers because they're five and six fucking years old. That's why they did it, okay? The amount of 30, 40, and 50-year-old people that I know that are talking about this movie, excited to go to it, is fucking unacceptable. Really? Really, guys? Are you excited? Are you excited about the CGI and the green screen? Are you excited that a couple of fucking nerds in a room are making shit blow up and it's blowing your mind that one guy turns into a big green monster and throws trucks into buildings? Whoa! Are you that fucking dumb that that stimulates you? Listen, I'm not hating on it because, like, I would go with a friend just to, like, see it if there was nothing else to see. But the level of conversations that are being had by people... Grow the fuck up. It's so dumb and ridiculous. My five-year-old went to a birthday party for it. And you people are like psyched. Dude, if you're fucking over 35 years... No, fuck that. If you're over 25 years old and like you circled the calendar for it, like... And, and, and let me get, again, again, I'm not hating on people that go see the movie. I know a lot of people saw the movie. I have a lot of friends that saw the movie. I don't mind. Hey, yeah, man, you know what? I, You know what? Time-wise, it worked. We went to see the Avengers. Ah, whatever. It, it, it exceeded my expectations. I'm talking about if you're online with a fucking Thor t-shirt on, it's ridiculous. You know, listen, I'm excited about the new Star Wars because, you know, I grew up watching Star Wars. You know, my family watched Star Wars. Star Wars was a thing that was really big when I was growing up. I was, you know, born around that time. I grew up around the time of the, of the Star Wars. J.J. Abrams is doing it. I like what J.J. Abrams did in Star Trek. But I'm not, like, counting down. You know, I'm not going with a t-shirt. I'm not fucking psyched to listen to Iron Man be sarcastic. And, oh, my God, it's just ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. My five-year-old son went to it for a birthday party. Let me just leave it at that. I should have left it at that. I don't want to sound redundant. By the way, I felt like such an asshole on that tour because Burr told me to read something, and in the thing that I read, the word euphemism was there. And I don't know what happened, but when I just saw an E in front of the word, I just had no... I was like, wait, what? I couldn't even sound it out. And I, I didn't even I didn't even lie to Bill. I go, dude, I am fucking stuck on this word right now. And we just laughed about it. And he's like, no, I get it. That happens with some shit. Like, I know really smart people that can't spell simple. Like, I know really, really smart people that cannot spell simple words. But, like, 
I just sometimes, I always just get frozen for a second when a word is like euphemism and starts with an E and that happened and I felt like an idiot. So anyway, I don't know why I brought that up, but all right. So here we go. Um, NBA playoffs are awesome. I'm loving it. I lost money on the Spurs. I thought the Spurs were going to go to the finals. I had the Spurs in the finals and, um, you know, they, they lost, they lost to the Clippers. Shout out, Jason Lawhead called it, and so did Brent Barry, who uh, was chilling out with us, and he, you know, he was like, I don't know, man, I think, he didn't like say it, because I, he's like an app, but he was like, I don't know, that, that's going to be a tough series for them to win, you know, so, I didn't know if he was being diplomatic, but he kind of said something about it, and uh, he was right too, I guess, so, um, I did not see that one coming, I love the Grizzlies now, because I fucking met some of those guys, and they were really cool, they had a big win last night over the Warriors, so I'm really loving watching the um, NBA playoffs this year, for sure. Um, now the Mayweather and Pacquiao fight after we leave the Derby, we had plans. There was a Buffalo Wild Wings near our hotel and we were going to go there two hours before the fight, try to get a table. And we were so psyched and we find out that the Buffalo Wild Wings contacted the hotel and said they did not have the fight because it was too small. It was too small of a Buffalo Wild Wings. So I'm trying to live stream this thing online. I tried everything I could. And finally, I just went to ESPN, and they were giving round-by-round info. And I just went to that, and uh, everybody was texting me. Everybody was saying that I'm not missing anything. It was the most boring fight. Um, Burr saw the fight and actually said he thought it was enjoyable and that Mayweather just outclassed him. Here's my thing, okay? A lot of people don't like boxing anymore because it doesn't give you the fucking you know, the brutal hits like UFC, and UFC does do a great job making the best guy fight the best guy, UFC seems to have a main event every other Saturday or once a month, and it's always a big thing, and you know, it's, it's just really good, and I can't, Dana White over the UFC, man, he's crushing it with what he, he makes the best fight the best, and there's no other, you know, that's it, and that's why it does so well, boxing, you get a great match every six months, but the one thing I will say is, a lot of people don't like a lot there's something to be said about not being able to crack the code of a guy who just doesn't get hit and you know Floyd Mayweather is so good to figure a guy out he doesn't get hit and like if nobody could do it then i you really got to like think about that if if you go your whole career and you just don't get hit or hurt and people just say you dance around either way that just means plus don't forget Mayweather threw more punches than Pacquiao did so if that stat is true I guess he doesn't just dance around. Think about that for a second. Now, listen, I didn't see the fight. I'm sure it was boring, and I'm not trying to fucking have you guys go, oh, my God, Verzi, you didn't even see it. It fucking sucked. I'm fine. Maybe it did. All I'm saying is just look at it from the other way, okay? Just look at it from a different perspective. If a guy who is supposedly just dances around and doesn't do anything, but he's the best defensive, he's the best defensive boxer, you know, there is, maybe even that there was ever, he threw more punches than Pacquiao, so that doesn't mean he danced around, you know, and Burr said it to me, and I didn't see it, but he goes, dude, he goes, it was, I enjoyed the fight, he goes, the guy outclassed him, you can't hit him, he's too fast and he's too good, and that is part of the rules of boxing, there's nothing in boxing that says you need to do something, now, if you want to change the rules and say, listen, there's got to be contact every certain amount of seconds. You want to do something like that, whatever. But as far as boxing as we know it up until this point, this guy is just the best defensively. He's impossible to hit. He figures you out, and he dances around a lot and then comes in real quick and then moves around. I mean, that's what he does, but he's the best at it. He's 48-0, and uh, there's part of it that I actually admire. So 
Uh, I'm going to watch it, I'm sure, at some point, and, uh, you know, probably be as disappointed as you are. <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, this has been episode uh, 208, guys. I know I'm a little fired up, I'm a little angry, but I just, um, you know, I just get bothered by the the, you know, just the fakeness that's going on, just the people that hide behind shit, just the people that that can use social media as, and, and maybe I need to get better at it because, you know, the more I do, you know, I mean, I'm sure, listen, man, I'm sure I'm going to hopefully, you know, do a ton more stand-up and put out albums and, and put out shows and do all that stuff, and, and you know, people are going to say things, and I don't mind that. If you want to be a critic on anybody, even even people I know, if you want to be a critic on something and just be honest and go, hey, I didn't like this or I liked this, that's fine. But, like, the whole thing about, like, making a joke and then, pe- like, groups coming after you and saying that, I just can't fucking take it. And And another group that I need to start going after is I need to start going after fucking grown men that fucking are excited about... You know, you know, excited about Thor to the point where it like they're counting it down. I mean, it's just a little, I mean, it's just a little much. It's a little much. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a dick. Um, I want to thank everybody. I want to thank everybody again who came out to support me. And I especially want to thank the people that never saw me do stand up before who came up to me and said that they were anticipating seeing me do stand up and they really liked it. And I hope you guys are fans now, um, you know, because, um, you know, that's my love, man. My love is stand up. That's what I am first. I was a stand up before the podcast. I'll be a stand up long after the podcast. The podcast is just for you guys, for you guys to hear me shoot the shit and talk. You know, when I'm not on stage and just being me, you know, this is who I am. And uh, I wanted to give that side of it and the fact that uh, as many people is downloading it and and listening to it from all over the place, all over the world, you know, is amazing. So uh, thank you guys. And uh, hopefully I can gain more fans and hopefully you guys can spread the word. And when my album comes out in a couple of months, you guys can check that out and really, um, you know, get that out there because, you know. Uh, I feel like it's honest and it's uh, really what I, I wanted to do and I think it's got some really fun funny bits in there it's got really great stories about my life and I, I'm, I'm excited to put it out so thank you very much if you are in the tri-state area guys and uh, I'm really excited about this the all-in tour is at one of the best comedy clubs in the country Gotham Comedy Club this Friday and Saturday two shows Friday uh, and two shows Saturday. That's May 8th and 9th. Me, Joe Bartnick, special guest Giannis Pappas, is a, who, who's a fucking monster comedian, one of my best friends. He's jumping on the show. Um, I'm fresh off this tour with Bill, you know, and I'm so excited to come out there. So please come out. Um, and uh, if any soldiers are listening to this, anybody in the military wants to go to that show, please hit me up and I'll see what I could do to comp you and get you some tickets. Okay, Um, you know, uh, I'm not going to ask for any ID, so I'm kind of going on your word. So, uh, (laughs) you know, but if if you are and you want to go, I would love to comp you. It would be my treat if you listen to the Verzi Effect and you want to go this Friday or Saturday. Uh, There are tickets still available, and we're trying to fill the place up. So please come out. It should be a great time. That's Gotham Comedy Club this Friday and Saturday, two shows on each night. 
um, May 8th, May 9th, me, Joe Bartnick, Giannis Pappas, and, uh, you know, Bill Burr put this thing together, and we're going to have a great time. So come out. It'll be a great time at a great club in New York City. All right? Um, that's it for this episode, guys. I'm out of here until uh, next week, which will be 2.09. I will uh, talk to you soon. Have a great week, and uh, thanks for listening.